SFM Sports Wrap. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to the Thursday edition of SFM Sports Wrap. This is the PSL Radio Show Segundiado. I'm Dwayne DeLocker. It's 6.30. SFM up till 7 o'clock we'll be uh, talking sport and in particular we're going to be focusing on the Telcom knockout. Uh, it has uh, been the story of the day in terms of uh, football and domestic football. Uh, a grand old draw, bringing news of that draw. And we'll chat to a couple of guests regarding that draw, including Chad Clayt, who is at the draw. We'll chat to Clinton Larson, coach of Lamontville Golden Arrows, who sits joint top of the uh, Absa Premiership standings currently with Kaiser Chiefs. And indeed, we'll catch up with uh, Musa Nyatama of Bloemfontein Celtic. Two reasons. One is about the draw, and the other is, of course, Bloemfontein Celtic hosts Kaiser Chiefs in the Makufe Cup this weekend. Also here from uh, Mark van Heer of Chipper United. But uh, sad news, I've got to start on the, uh, the show with, unfortunately, Mandy Davids, who was one of the great goalkeepers in South Africa, particularly in the early 60s. I believe he passed away in his home in uh, Bosmont in Johannesburg uh, yesterday. He was 84 years old, Mandy Davids. But he, he did something special in, uh, in, in years gone by, and he, he defied the apartheid laws back in the early 60s when he, he was playing for, I think it was uh, Blackpool at the time, a great uh, Blackpool team. And he went on to join Orlando Pirates in 63 uh, and actually en- ended up captaining uh, Orlando Pirates. He, he, in fact, took over the captain's armband from Jomo Sono's father, Eric Scarasono, when he was at Orlando Pirates. So a man who, who did great things for, uh, for football and certainly helped change football in South Africa, left a legacy, Mandy Davis. So having passed away at the age of 84, sad news. Condolences to his friends and family. And rest in peace, Mandy Davids. But I have to get into the sports news and what's been happening today. Rugby news. Fluff de Clark, Damien Delende returning to the Springboks starting lineup to face the All Blacks in Durban on Saturday. This will be the final test of the 2016 Castle Lager Rugby Championship. Scrum after Clark replaces Rudy Page, who suffered a concussion in the victory over the Wallabies in Pretoria, while Delende replaces Jesse Creel, who has a groin injury. In positional switches, Juan de Jong moves uh, to inside centre, from inside centre rather to outside centre with uh, Delende now wearing the number 12 jersey. Brian Abana and Francois Hochart switched to the opposite wings for this test. Football news, defending champions Momolodi Sundowns meet Polokwane City, Orlando Pirates host Golden Arrows, Kaiser Chiefs face Maritzburg United and Supersport United host Ajax Cape Town in the first round of the Telcom knockout. The draw was conducted at the Wanderers Club in Johannesburg this afternoon and also sees Cape Town City against Bloemfontein Celtic, Barocca hosting Platinum Stars, Highlands Park meeting Chipper United and Set stars against newly crowned MTN8 champions Bidvest Vitz. Meanwhile, Bafana Bafana will be without striker to Tokelo Rantier for their upcoming fixtures against Burkina Faso and Ghana. Rantier has been dismissed from duty after failing to report for camp on time ahead of the team's trip to Ouagadougou for their opening World Cup qualifier on Saturday. Further afield, the 2018 FIFA World Cup qualifiers got underway with Japan scoring five minutes into added time to beat Iraq 2-1 before Tottenham's Song Hyung Min scored the winner in a 3-2 victory for 10-man career Republic against Qatar. China were uh, then upset at home, losing 1-0 to Syria, while Uzbekistan lost for the first time at home since 2012 in a competitive fixture, going down 1-0 to Iran. United Arab Emirates has just kicked off against Thailand, while Saudi Arabia hosts Australia at uh, quarter to eight tonight. In Europe, a host of fixtures kick off at quarter to nine tonight. Austria face Wales, Moldova plays Serbia, Republic of Ireland hosts Georgia, Iceland meet Finland, Turkey play Ukraine, Liechtenstein host Albania, and Macedonia take on Israel and Italy are up against Spain. Also tonight, Ecuador hosts Chile at uh, 11 o'clock South African time in the South American Confederation. Early hours of tomorrow morning, Uruguay against Venezuela, Paraguay 
play against Colombia. Brazil face Bolivia and Peru host Argentina. Finally in golf, Alexander Noren, the clubhouse leader during the first round of the Alfred Daniel Lynx Championship. Swede 8 under par, 64 to lead by 1 from England's Ross Fisher. That's your sports news. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, we get straight into it tonight with a Telcom knockout draw. It was conducted at the Wanderers Club in Johannesburg earlier this afternoon, and uh, he kicked off talented uh, young writer Chad Clayt was there. Chad, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. It's always good to, t- to chat to you. Yeah, it's great to chat to you. And, uh, listen, Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns and Supersport, I mean, not only have they avoided one another, but they all have home ground advantage. What, what does that do in, in terms of prospects for the next round? Yeah, I think uh, obviously that, that plays heavily in their favour, having their, their own supporters behind them. Um, although we know Chiefs and the likes of Chiefs and Pirates always have a, a big following wherever they go. So, um, But I think particularly the fact that they don't have to, to travel anywhere, uh, they'll find a big favour in that. And um, yeah, Super Sport, Sundowns, um, the, the Tuane City has, has, has gotten a lot of football lately and... and more so with the, the Champions League of, of Sundowns. Uh, so I think um, the Twane fans will be happy about that as well. Uh, we'll talk about uh, home ground advantage, though. I mean, opportunity in the first cup competitions as top flight teams. Baroka and Highlands Park have both been uh, uh, found themselves at home matches in the draw as well. What does that do for, for two sides looking to prove a point perhaps in cup uh, competitions? Yeah, they, they'll definitely welcome the home ground advantage. I mean, uh, their first season in, in top-light football and, and their first cup, cup appearance as well, I mean, uh, in, in top-light, top-light football. So, uh, them not having to travel will also play in their favour. And I think, uh, Rocco will know their, their Peter Mokaba stadium as, as a fortress and, and Highlands Park will, will, will do the same with the Makulong stadium. So, um, I think Highlands facing a cheaper outfit might be their concern. I mean, uh, we, we all know what Dan has done with, with, with Cheaper so far, and uh, they might be panicking. But uh, I think Barocco will fancy themselves against uh, a Platinum Stars that have that have been kind of uh, on and off so far this season, uh, gotten that result. But yeah, I think Platinum Stars haven't haven't uh, have struggled for consistency so far, and I think Barocco might fancy themselves with, with Tobe Jani, obviously the big talker, uh, might wanting to go all the way, and, and home ground advantage will definitely play in their favour. Let's, excuse me. Let's let's talk about uh, Sundowns. Though. I mean, they are defending champions, meeting uh, Pulukwane City for the defending champions. Having uh, having lost out in the final of the MTN Eight as well, playing in the final of the uh, CAF Champions League. Uh, you know, there's there's a, there's a there's a lot of talk of fatigue, but there's a lot of depth at Mamelodi Sundowns as well. Ultimately, though, as a cup competition, how significantly do you think they'll be taking this uh, this tournament? Look, the, the MTN 8 defeat is obviously going to weigh heavily uh, on the players mentally, whether they've whether the players have played or, or featured in that final or not. And then with the with Cat Champions League final coming up as well, the guys who, who don't feature will also be watching eagerly to see if a, if their teammates can can do the job in the in the home league. Um, so whether they play a full strength side or perhaps try and rest their players for the second leg away to Zamalek uh, will obviously be a key factor but I think playing in, in, in a Telkom knockout that they've won last season and, and wanting a Pitsumusimani wanting a trophy that, that Sundowns have never won in their history you kind of feel the the need to for him to weigh up his options on whether to 
to take the, the telecom knockout to, as seriously as they did the MTN 8 and, and obviously having a look at, at these two legs of, of the Champions League. So, uh, Polokwane City are also not uh, pushovers. I think uh, Luke Amal has, has done wonders for, for the team this season. Uh, they've obviously only lost one game, the opening game against Cape Town City, and they've managed two draws against one of which were against Pedvis um, Witt. So he's managed to solidify their defence, and, and if he can do the same against a, a Sundown side and frustrate them over the course of 90 minutes, I think they might have a, a good chance of, of actually pipping Sundowns and, and getting getting through to the last 16. So Sundowns have it tough over the next few weeks uh, with, with their fixtures and things. So I definitely see that one uh, panning out to a surprise. Let's talk about the newly crowned MTN8 champions. Bidvest Wits have been drawn against Free State Stars in last season. In two cup meetings and two league meetings, they failed to score a single goal against Free State Stars, and now they've been drawn against Free State Stars in the Free State. Uh, how do you think that bodes for, for Gavin Hunt's side? I think Gavin will be the first to admit that, yes, that's a tough... That's, you couldn't have asked for a tougher draw. Um, you speak of, of, of their results last season, and... and uh, They've also brought back the very coach that, that helped them achieve those results against Giovanni Salina. So that's definitely a headache for Gavin Hunt. But I think their momentum this season is, is unquestionable. I mean, they've, they, they ran rampant over sundowns on, on, on last weekend. And uh, they definitely don't need uh, any motivation or anything going to, to the free state. And with their new signings, I think they'll be eager to... To, to prove a point in, in free state where the team has been struggling of late. So I definitely think uh, the new signings will, will come to the fore and, and help them overcome free state stars Okay, always talk about Chiefs and Pirates. And of course, uh, Chiefs up against Maritzburg United. Pirates, though, against Golden Arrows, a side that Tim Lyandoro uh, put a hat-trick past in the opening game of, uh, of, of the season for, for the Buccaneers. Uh, how do you think they feel about the draw when you consider that Arrows in particular are a very, very different prospect at the moment? Yeah, definitely. They 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 won. They beat Arrows 3-1 in their home game in the opening match of the season. But Clinton Larson has obviously had his time to 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 bring some cohesion within the team, and and they've they found themselves taken on the log at the moment. So I think uh, Pirates might. Doro will definitely be a key factor for Pirates. Obviously, the, the on-form man, his scoring form is is also one to look out for, and uh, I think. It could be a tough battle. It definitely won't be a walkover for, for, for Pirates this time around, and, and Golden Arrows are, are worth a buck there. Chiefs, Marisburg, obviously coming off this, this three-match uh, winning streak now. They've just beat Marisburg 2-0, and um, mentally the guys will, will feel like like they've got uh, some, some, some ground to cover uh, against Marisburg at home this time. And um, I think... There, you might find Ernst panicking a bit because he's a lot of, under a lot of pressure and, and I, I don't see Marisburg putting up enough of a fight, especially at, uh, in Chiefs' at Chiefs' home. So, uh, it'll all depend on, on the referee, I guess, which is, which is what Ernst will be looking forward to more than actually having drawn Tyler Chiefs in the, uh, in the last 16. Well, Chad Tate, thank you very much for your insights and opinions tonight and uh, enjoy the uh, the weekend's action, the international football that, uh, that awaits us. Thanks, Dan. I look forward to hearing your commentary. Join us this Thursday on Top Billing as champions of natural hair. Actresses Bonimbuli and Samgelon Dovu say wear your crown with pride. 
Folk Music's Matthew Mall returns to play the venue where he met his wife, Amy. And after season best figures of 13 for 144, Kahiso Rabada takes five in Mauritius. Catch top billing this Thursday night at 8 on SABC3. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We continue talking telecom knockout now. And, of course, uh, after the first round of the uh, draw was conducted uh, earlier this afternoon, one of the premier matchups has got to be Pirates against the high-flying Golden Arrows. We've got the uh, Golden Arrows coach, uh, Clinton Larson, on the line. Clinton, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Dwayne. Good evening to all the listeners. Let's uh, go first up into the uh, into the question of your opponents. I mean, Ndoro scoring a hat-trick against you earlier this season. I mean, how do you feel about the prospect of facing Orlando Pirates in the telecom knockout round of 16? Yeah, I think we as a club, we we excited about the draw. Um, you know, playing against Pirates, uh, most coaches will tell you players don't need to be motivated. And we really played well against them. Although we went down 3-1, uh, we played really well against them. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we've learned uh, hard lessons from that game. But I think we're a much improved team from, from, from the team that played in that first game. So, yeah, looking forward to the to the tie. Yeah, I think you, you've uh, you've certainly proved that as well. I mean, ten points in five games overall, and you really have bounced back since that uh, that uh, opening day result. But I mean, how do you feel about your start to the season overall when you consider that you're going along at a very nice two points a game? Yes, I think it's been a solid start. Um, we've also felt that we've dropped uh, points we shouldn't have in certain games, and. Uh, I think um, you know everybody is, is happy with the with the, um, the work the boys are putting in. It was a long, hard preseason, and we we're starting to to reap the rewards for that with that hard work that the boys put in. So it's been a solid start, but uh, you know the the most important thing now is to is to sustain that that good start. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I congratulate you again on what's been a really good start. But when you look at how teams do tend to fall away as the season progresses, uh, unless you've got exceptional depth like many of the sides that go on to win the league titles, I mean, how, how are you approaching the remainder of the season, though? Um, well, we, we're not in, a, in such a fortunate position like most clubs are. Uh, we don't have the, the depth. And when we say depth, we, we're talking about uh, experience. Yes, that's We were a very young uh, 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 bunch of players, and uh, our depth really comes from our Disky squad, you know. So, um, But the good thing is they've got a year behind them, and a lot of them got some experience towards the latter end of last season, where we threw quite a few of them in in the last five uh, to ten games. Um, so I think they're better off for it. But yeah, we, we'll just try and put our strongest team out um, every week. But I think also managing the players and, and trying to keep them fresh and fit is going to be key. Yeah, I think that's a fair point as well, the fact that you uh, you did throw a couple of the youngsters in towards the end. You only just missed out on the top eight at the, uh, at the very end of the season last year. But, I mean, things have been going relatively well when you consider that since you returned from the National First Division, I mean, as you say, that you, you won the Multi-Choice Disky Challenge last season and now mm-hmm. this grand start. What has fundamentally changed at the club, though? Um, I think, um, firstly, firstly, we, we work very, very closely as a, as a technical team, as coaches, and, and with management. We, we've got an open-door policy, a transparent approach. 
We discuss every single thing from the signing of players to 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 the way we train to to our uh, the approach of, of each game. You know, so that everybody's on board with, with the direction that the club is taking, and I think it works for everybody. You know, there's nothing that's left to to be misinterpreted because everybody's on the same page, and that's the way I enjoy working. You know, and um, for us, it's working so far. Clinton, you, you talk about the support, particularly from uh, you know the the support structures around you at the club, right the way through uh, admin staff to uh, to management to to your uh, uh, coaching uh, support staff as well. But uh, can we just clarify? While while I was actually overseas, I was reading stories about you're out at Arrows, and stories are that you're going to be <laughs> on. You know, uh, you'd been removed as head coach at Arrows. But we, we can clarify, we're talking to you as head coach of Golden Arrows. Do, do you know what happened there? What, 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 what the story behind it was? Yeah, listen, I, I think um, it happens quite often, Dwayne, and I'm sure you, you've heard of it in the past when the so-called smaller clubs get off to, to a surprisingly good start to a season. And, and you get third forces out there that try to disable, disable things, uh, starting stories like that. But um, I, like I said to somebody else, I'm too long in the tooth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> being there, done it. Um, we won't allow uh, such stories to to destabilize what we we started. Um, yeah, but it uh, it didn't affect us in a negative way at all. That's uh, uh, fair enough. But I mean, uh, you, you've obviously got this international break now at the uh, at the moment. Uh, what have you been doing? How have you handled this break, knowing that your your team needs to be sharp for uh, an upcoming fixture mm-hmm. against another team that has really shown that they mean business this season? Yeah, um, firstly, um, it was a, it was a heavy schedule. We played three games in a week before we closed. So the players needed a few days. We gave them three days off uh, just to refresh, not just their bodies, but their minds as well. Um, so we've done that. We've got back to training. A few players have also got a few niggles here and there. This break allows them to, to, to recover. We've got two very key players out with long, uh, well, I wouldn't say long-term injuries, but um, they were out for four to six weeks, Mahachi and our Colombian striker, um, Mauricio Barrios. Um, and this time, the, the extra two, two and a half weeks has actually helped in terms of us getting them into the right condition and, um, you know, integrating them into, into our training again. So it's really helped us in that regard. And then again, we, we also identified areas we still feel we can improve on, and we've used this time to work on those. Can I ask you about the re- remaining fixtures of the month? I mean, you've got some, some interesting fixtures, certainly with the likes of Chipper United. Uh, you've got Maritzburg United, I think, coming up after that. And then mm-hmm. uh, is it Platinum Stars, I think, you, you host in the, the game after that? That's right. I mean, That's right. You obviously do want to take it game for game, but are you giving yourself an opportunity to say, if we can work in batches of, in October, do X amount, in November, do mm. X amount, and take it up to, say, the January transfer window? Uh, how are you actually planning that sort of break up till Christmas? That's exactly how we've planned it, uh, Dwayne. We, 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 we've worked in, in batches of five games, and we want to average eight points per five games. Now, we've exceeded that by two points in the first round. What we're looking for in the next five games is, is, is an average of eight points, you know, and if we get that um, over the next two games, 15, 16 points, uh, it means that uh, halfway, halfway through the season, we, we will be roughly on 25, 26 points, which is a brilliant uh, first half to the season. So, yeah, we, we want to try and average um, eight points for every five games that we play.
which is a uh, which would uh, uh, last season points that would, I think would put you finishing third in the league overall. So it's a it's not a bad uh, it's not a bad aim to have certainly. But Clinton Larson, thank you very much for your time this evening. And again, uh, superb start. Uh, long may it continue. Uh, certainly, in success on the uh, field for you. Thank you so much, Dwayne. Always a pleasure. Accountability and transparency through citizen participation is one of Houding's key priorities in ensuring effective and efficient service delivery. On the 11th of October, the Houding Provincial Government, in partnership with KPMG, Deloitte and Ernst & Young, will host the Open Tender Seminar at Gallagher Convention Centre. The seminar will showcase the innovative open tender system, its ability to ensure good governance in procurement processes, and fight fraud and corruption in the public sector. Register for free on opentenderseminar.org.za. This message is brought to you by the Haudeng Provincial Government. Together, moving Haudeng City Region forward. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's change tack just a little now. And the uh, Sparta Makufe Cup is in Bloemfontein this weekend. Bloemfontein Celtic are going to be hosting Kaiser Chiefs at the uh, Free State Stadium at 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. And uh, I'm delighted to say we've got one of the stars of Bloemfontein Celtic, Musa Nyatama, on the line. Musa, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Uh, evening to you, Dwayne, and uh, to the listeners at home. It's good to have you, uh, Musa, again. But before we talk Makufe specifically, uh, I see you've been drawn away to Cape Town City in the Telkom knockout round of 16. How, how do you feel about that draw? Uh, it's going uh, be it, it's a difficult game, and uh, we know they are uh, new in the league. But uh, yeah, we'll take it as a, as a cup game also. Yeah, you've got to take it as a, a, a cup game. you really got to hit, hit them hard. But now, plenty of new things this year, including a, a new trophy in the uh, Makufa Cup. But what are you most looking forward to about Makufa Cup 2016? Yeah, I think you have to stay young or something. We've beat them five times uh, before. And, yeah, we're willing to, to, to beat them again. When you look at the situation, though, um, at the moment, in the log standings, to be fair, things haven't been too good for Celtic at the start of the season. Can, can you actually put your finger on why, though, you haven't had a s- superb start to the season? Uh, it has not been uh, good. We started off uh, very badly, but yeah, we're willing to also yeah, change it uh, come on the come the 25th when we play against the uh, team and stuff. But, I mean... Would would winning the Makufa Cup help kickstart your PSL season? Do you feel? Yeah, it, uh, I feel it will uh, boost our morale and uh, it will help help the team out. Musa, what have you guys been doing during the international break just to uh, stay sharp, just to maybe uh, look towards improving your side's fortunes? Yeah, we've been uh, playing a few friendlies and uh, we've won all of them. But with Motsipe League teams. Okay, but uh, up against uh, top level competition, though, as you said, things haven't started overly overly well for Bloemfontein Celtic this season. But I remember in, in seasons gone by, though, how often uh, a victory in the Makufa Cup has helped sort of spur the side on. You talk about the. the prospect of boosting your confidence as a as a team. Do you think that's what it needs to come down to at the moment? Is that the missing ingredient? Yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a missing ingredient as, as I just said. 
now and uh, yeah, go, going forward to to, to, to our next uh, league game, it will also uh, help the team and to, to see how other preparation coming to 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 the next game. Now, obviously, very important to Bloemfontein is the uh, Makufa Cup. Of course, the entire Mangaung African Cultural Festival. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that brings many people to uh, the centre of the country. But for all the, the fanatics of, of football, uh, there's a great deal of support for Kaiser Chiefs, but there's also a great deal of support for Bloemfontein Celtic in Bloemfontein. What, 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 would, what would this mean for the fans? Uh, it means a lot. Uh, we just encourage our supporters to we just want to encourage them to to just come in numbers and keep on uh, supporting us. And we know that when we play against Kaiser Chiefs here at home, it's 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 a good game and it's always a, a, a great game to to play against them. Uh, Mamelo and uh, Buerta, they're going to be uh, right at the very centre of all the singing and chanting and encouraging. But Musa, how do you, how do you feel about your own game at the moment? Uh, I feel like uh, there are so many aspects that I need to improve on, uh, especially helping the team to to score goals. But uh, yeah, and and shooting also. But yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah, and hopefully, come next game, I'll be able to to help the team. That's that is one thing. I mean, you used to be one of the the players where, and I say used to be in a sense that we know you're capable of scoring a great number of goals and pressurising opposition defences. But you seem to be playing a slightly different role over the last eighteen months or so. Is that maybe sort of contributed to you being a, a less attacking option, or is that something you're deliberately and actively trying to work on? Uh, yeah. I also that I need to to work on on few things, man. But uh, that doesn't mean I can't attack, you know. So I, I also need to to help the team attack as much as I'm playing more defensively now. But uh, yeah, I feel like I need to to help the team going forward to attack also. All oh, good. Well, uh, Musa, listen. I uh, wish you the best of luck as you uh, as you not only campaign in the uh, in the Makufa Cup against Kaiser Chiefs this weekend, but indeed as you guys return to PSL action the, the following weekend as well. Okay, thanks a lot to You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, Chippy United defender Mark Van Heerden has certainly given credit to his teammates after making history for himself by winning three back-to-back Man of the Match awards in the Chili Boys' first three matches of the season. Now, Van Heerden, who joined the Port Elizabeth-based side from the National First Division team Amazulu during pre-season, has certainly settled well at the Chili Boys. Yeah, look, I think um, it's, it's contributed to the team effort, you know, if the team is doing well, um, as an individual, that also gives you that little bit of inspiration to push yourself even harder. So I think, you know, my, my teammates um, deserve a lot of credit for, for my Man of the Match Awards, um, inspiring me to, to obviously give my best. I think this is the, the first time that I've won three in a row. Um, in the first three games of the season, you know, I've, I've won other Man of the Match awards as well, but um, you know, not three consecutive ones in a row. I think with the way they play football, um, you know, it's, it's right down my alley, and uh, you know, the the coach's instructions is is exactly what I was looking for. And now, Van Heerden has admitted that he never thought it would be quite so easy for him to fit in at the Port Elizabeth-based side. You know, so it's it's a football playing team, and. Uh, you know that's that's exactly what I like to do, and I I didn't think that I'd have um, that much difficulties in in trying to fit in. You know I didn't think it would be as easy as it is, but you know it's it's been it's been a pleasure to to just be able to play my game and 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 fit right in with the team. Look, I think um, 
at the moment, you know, the, the, the defending part of the game is, is up to scratch. Um, I'd like to obviously get a little bit more forward higher up the pitch, but that will come in time, you know, obviously with, with, um, you know, getting, getting used to, to, uh, you know, the structure and, and, and that kind of thing, but getting further up the pitch, um, and helping my teammates score more goals and, and possibly getting on the score sheet as well will be great. After finding the back of the net for the first time in a Chili Boys shirt during the team's 4-1 win over Baroka FC in Bulugwane last week, the 28-year-old Van Heerden is now looking forward to more consistent displays. Yeah, look, I think um, as a team, you know, we want to want to challenge for whoever's out there. Um, you know, we, we gave a good showing for ourselves in the MTN8, tumbling uh, it in the semi-finals. But, um, yeah, personally, I think, you know, whatever's on offer to, to win, we, we got a good chance of doing so. Um, and we'll give our best. And, you know, for myself, whatever happens in the future, um, whatever God blesses me with is, is totally in his hands. Yeah, look, I think, um, there's definitely more goals coming from me. Um, a lot more assists as well. And obviously just, uh, trying to improve week in, week out and, and, and give my best for, for the team, um, and, and make my, my supporters proud. Meanwhile, Van Heerden reckons playing against the Moldenburg Golden Arrows in the Chili Boys' next match, which is scheduled for the Princess Magogo Stadium on Saturday, the 15th of October, will bring back memories of Amazulu and Arrows rivalries. Yeah, look, obviously, um, with me playing for Amazulu, uh, you know, they were our main rivals, and going back to, to KZN, where I spent a long time, um, will bring back some some special memories and playing at the stadium will bring back some special memories. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's in, that's all in the past and, um, I'm a chili boy now and, uh, you know, it's going to be good for us to go back there and, or good for me to go back there and, and, uh, prove why, why I'm, I'm a chili boy. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, that's all we've got time for tonight. And Lady Muleo is up next uh, after the news with the talk shop. So catch more sport uh, tomorrow with Janet Whitten on AM Live tomorrow morning. And then Brad Brown's in between 6.30 and 7 o'clock uh, tomorrow night. Uh, give you the Friday edition of S7 Sports Wrap. I'll be back on Monday. But from the uh, team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty, me, Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.